and welcome to After Dark with G, G, and G. I'm along with Sam Goley and Grandma Mally. As always, before we get started, we want to thank the Anchor app for allowing us to deliver this podcast to you on this fine Monday evening. Sam, you want to inform us of some news, some kind of sad news about our sponsors for this week, or one of our sponsors. Yeah, we, we don't have one of our sponsors. Um, you want to uh, us? be out of respect of Earl Johnson, who died after a long battle with a lung cancer. But he, well, he did patronize our product, so you could say he was a supporter there. But uh, yes, our podcast brought to you by Corona. Find your beat. Pizza Hut. Nobody out pizzas the hut. And Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Thank you, George. Thank you. I gotta say, we're really, we're really branching out with our sponsors. I love, I love it. I think we, we kind of a new thing where we get a new sponsor. Well, we can't keep them. To be honest, I like it. I have to answer a lot of phone calls on Tuesday mornings. Trust me. (laughs) Anyways, um, we have a pretty not not much went on this weekend in sports, but we do have a couple of topics that we're going to cover today. Um, so first off, we'll be talking about the final episodes of the Michael Jordan documentary, Last Dance, Graham's hot take of the week, some PJ tour news, some actual golf was played over the weekend. So we're going to enjoy talking about that fan mail with goalie, our favorite topic lists of the week and ending of course with book of the week. And before we get into the last dance documentary, we Again, have a Twitter, so if you guys would like to hit us up and follow us and shoot us any questions that we could answer on our podcast, it's at AfterDarkGGG. So without further ado, let's get into it. Guys, last episodes, what are your guys' thoughts? They poison the pizza, man. There's no other one. I was going to bring that up. I did not, yeah, I did not know that, that surprised me that that's how he got the flu i thought well, it was he didn't just get the general flu. It was food poisoning. got sick it was but haven't they always right. said it was the flu that game? was that's the big thing so it yeah but then last so it night, turns out that he, mj yeah, came out and that's said it was crazy food poisoning. um his trainer's been saying it since 2013 and then, so so the people that are in the know weren't too surprised but i think it's the first time that he's publicly said that right yeah, I gosh, I wonder if those right. guys ever got in trouble that made that pizza. Like, have they ever like secretly figured out who it was? And Michael Jordan's posse ran up on that pizza joint and beat him up. I'm trying to figure out how you would, like know. food poison I mean, a pizza because it's like sauce, dough, bad, bad meat. I don't know, bad well, like old meat. You could probably you could can probably she, mix it in there. I mean, I'm not. Can really, you like buy like bacteria? Well, like, I don't think it seems food, but I'm sure it's not. Like, how the did they know it was him? Do. That's the other thing. Like, I. I mean, my only thought process is: could he? They've just used old food, like food that's expired. Um, just I mean, just cheese, like mozzarella cheese, like expire. I don't even really know. Or, well, would you taste it right away? Would you be like something's not right yeah, here? Th- I mean, that's possible. Yeah, I don't know. I bet they just put straight up poison in that pizza. I'm surprised they ate it because the trainer and the friend, they were both like, yeah, we got a really bad feeling about this. You know, but Utah Jazz fans, that's ate, all they like, got who, going who on out there in terms of professional sports, so they go crazy. Who has a pizza the night before an NBA Finals game, though, too? I mean, that's risky. And then uh, Dennis Rodman. Greasy food. Stealing the show. Going on a WCW Nitro with between games three and four of the uh, NBA Finals. That's got to be one of the big baller moves of all time. I thought you were about to say stealing the show with uh, having Carmen Electra making a couple appearances in the documentary. But well, that too. Um, yeah, I um, right. the, the food poisoning was one thing I wanted to kind of talk about. One key point that I took away. Um, the other big one that I'm pretty sure you guys were thinking of too, is the fact that at the end of the documentary, Michael Jordan bring up the fact that he pretty much could have gotten the whole team as long as Phil Jackson was coaching again to come back and try to win a seventh championship. 
I don't um, know, man. I, I don't know. That would have been crazy. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think it's. I mean, if you look at how Michael Jordan played when he was on the Wizards, like I, I mean, I don't know what he could really even bring. But that was about three years after the fact, after ninety eight. I mean, he was still pretty. He he even said he still had some. Yeah, I think I he said he still had done. some left in ninety nine. I think he could have gone one more year and easily could have made a run for it. Because I'm pretty sure. I mean. 99, the, the NBA Finals was a underrated New York Knicks team who I'm pretty sure was an eighth seed that made a run um, with a couple – the Terrell Spirell, a, a stud. Couldn't feed his family, um, though. And <laughs> it was kind of like 1999 was pretty much the beginning of like a, the Spurs being recognized as an elite NBA basketball team. Yeah, exactly. A young Timmy Duncan um, – the Admiral. I think it would have been kind of came on the national scene there, finally getting his first ship. I, it would have been a really good finals too, because if it would have been this, think about it, Spurs versus the Bulls potentially. Um, Cause it, I mean, if, it was a pretty weak Eastern conference. If the Knicks were right. able to make it to the NBA finals as an eighth seed. So it almost, that also brings up the argument that they could have had a pretty easy way of getting back and defending the title NBA finals. Um, but Graham, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I think they could have came back in next year and won. I think a lot of the NBA thought of, and probably rightly so, Michael Jordan as this like unhuman player, like God status player. So I think just the fact of him being in the league with Chicago gives them, you know, like it makes people almost scared to play them or like. They're walking into the arena that night going like, oh, God, we got to play Mike and, and Scottie Pippen and all these guys. Just having that on their side. I think it would have been they a LeBron Kyrie thing where Scottie, he wanted I think to lead his own show. I think, that, I think that's probably the closest similarity that we have. And look how that turned out. He started a feud with Charles Barkley. Well, who would want to have a feud with Charles Barkley? I know I would. <laughs> yeah. Um. Guys, any other takeaways from the final episodes? Um, I'll add one thing. I think I kind of became a Steve Kerr fan. He's got a unique story. They, they that's spent for sure. like I don't know, 10, 15 minutes on him, and uh, he, he definitely has a unique story. And I think that you know, I mean, from for our lifetimes at least, we just know Steve Kerr as like the Warriors coach and being associated with the Warriors in the late. Uh, in the last decade, at least, is definitely has a negative connotation just because of you know the whole Kevin Durant saga and things like that. But um, I don't know. I just kind of I became a Steve Kerr fan, and also his speech after that. Uh, and you could tell how he, he Michael definitely Durant tried to bond good. with him because they had like the that. shared experience of having their fathers be assassinated. Um, you know, you know, having to sort of deal with that while they're in the prime of their. Uh, like like while they're on the way up professionally, and so that was something that they obviously bonded for. But it's it seemed like uh, Michael didn't really have too much respect for him before he saw what he could do in the playoffs. He had an, even enough respect because Steve Curry brought up the fact that they never even talked about the fact that both of their dads had passed at a pretty young age, or when they were at a pretty young age, that they didn't even have to talk about it and therefore gained respect. Right. Only another. after they had had the shared Through playoff that. experiences. Exactly. Um, and also one other thing to add, we also saw in the episodes that there was more things that occurred for Michael Jordan just to get pissed off at the world and go off. Carl Malone winning the MVP in 1997 caused him to, go off in the 1997 finals. And then the guy, um, Russell, who guarded him throughout the, both the 97, 98 finals was talking smack to him while he was playing baseball. Like, Hey, when are you coming back? Like, I don't know if you and Reggie Miller got in his head that. too. I feel like um, Michael is the kind of guy that just wants to have someone that he has to be like, all right, that is the enemy. Reggie and I'm going to work tirelessly to end them. I think one 
takeaway from the whole documentary is that Michael Jordan selects one person from each team and just absolutely hates them. And it drives him so much that he just drops like 40 points on every team. I think he, every year he picks a guy on each team goes into the game and goes at that guy, every offensive play. Um, so, I mean, you yeah, see how intense right, he honestly. really is. So, any any other thoughts on the final episodes, on the whole documentary as a whole, before we move into Hot Take I want to hear the, the Hot Take of the Week. I'm kind of intrigued, too, too, as there wasn't much that occurred in, All right. in sports this week. So, Graham, what did you get for us? All right. Well, so, there's been a lot of off-the-field uh, issues in the NFL this week, um, three NFL players have been arrested. Um, so here's my hot take of the week. So Cody Latimer is a wide receiver for the Redskins, and he was arrested on gun charges uh, after he threatened to kill everybody after a poker argument. Um, but my hot take of the week is that that is not the craziest off-the-field off, uh, off story for the NFL because we have – DeAndre Baker, who decided uh, that he was going to go rob a cocktail party uh, with a gun. So I, it is my opinion, my hot take of the week, that DeAndre Baker's story. Do you guys think that these NFL Lattimer. players are just getting so bored that they're like, oh, I'm going to see if I can get no, along think, and get away with it? Uh, you know, I think that's even more of a hot take is that <laughs> there are NFL uh, players <laughs> that are trying to break the law. During the off season, I mean, this is just this is just this is just ridiculous. The amount of dumb crap they've been doing the past month. I mean, the Earl Thomas stuff, and now this. Like, what do these guys expect? I mean, come on. And all just in this amount of time. I mean, they're obviously just getting bored quarantining, they're trying to mix it up and being like, you know, I'm gonna see if I if I'm immune to this because I'm a celebrity. I'm an NFL football player, so. I'm gonna invite a bunch of girls to my to my um, hotel with my brother. And That's old news. I like I the DeAndre hot, Baker. You know? Go to a cocktail party where they're all just kind of sitting around, and then are like are talking to your buddy, and you're like talking about how you can, you need to pay seventy thousand dollars by the end of the day because you lost at gambling, and they just go, "All right, let's just rob everyone's watches at this party." I think that is very bold. You know, George, I think if your theory's right and that these guys are just getting bored, I don't think robbing a cocktail party is necessarily a way to test if you're above the law. Maybe like so this disagree, might be the tip okay, of the iceberg. Yeah. Every week we go without uh and like they're in the off season anyway. I think it's going to build up to eventually I think it's eventually going to build up to someone killing someone. I mean, it just being like, well, how do we know that Can I get away with yet? murder? So I Exactly. So I'm getting concerned that we, we need sports in general and NFL. If you see an NFL player so don't go like in the streets, insane. run for your lives. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> because he's bored. He's going, Pretty to, much he's going to try to Any NFL player you. except Kirk Cousins. I think you have to I be more worried about Kirk Cousins because he's kind of one of those <laughs> quiet guys, gives you off like the – you know, like the super nice, very religious, but then he could back into the corner. You never know what happens. I'd watch out for him, especially. You always got to watch yeah, the podcast. I, I think of all professional sports, NFL players have the most demons that they're trying to hide too. I mean, just with injuries and like painkillers that they have to take, it makes them, I think, go a little insane. So I'm kind of, I'm hoping that, NFL comes back, sports comes back, distracts them so they can get back in the right path and no other weird. I think George is putting target on his back. Uh, if there's an NFL um, player listening, I think George is probably moving up the list. <laughs> I'm just stating right. facts. Uh, th- that's my hot take is that NFL players are getting <laughs> that is bored. extremely hot. NFL players that, getting bored and just testing. Hot. That is how very hot. immune they are to the law. The OJ Simpson effect. Truly above the, the law. OJ that Simpson is my effect. take. Exactly. I think I that is a. I'm going to do this because I think example. I can. 
Right, because Cody Latimer and DeAndre Perfect example. That's rowdy. Um, So moving into hopefully more sports to occur, PGA Tour finally gave us a little bit of sports on Sunday. Sam, you you want to talk a little bit about that? I'm actually disappointed. I I find it very difficult to watch. Um, I I only had it on for a couple minutes. It was pretty boring. It was. I, it was. I would agree. Nice to have a I little taste agree. of golf, especially with the the match coming up next weekend. Kind of got me at first pretty eager for that by watching this. But first of all, why was Matt Wolf even participating? Matt Wolf is a bum. Kind of a and nobody. I said this to my cousin um, before the match, who had put a bunch of money on Matt Wolf and Ricky Fowler, which I think that's they should not let people that bet on them be allowed to watch sports ever. Like. They, they should be the last people to get the coronavirus vaccine. Rory and DJ didn't even seem like they are having an on day, and they still were piss-pounding Matt Wolf and Ricky Fowler. Yeah. All, every 10 out of 10, you take Rory and DJ versus Matt Wolf and Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler's only one really big tournament in his career. He's been kind of a bust, in my opinion. 10 out of 10, you got to take Rory and DJ. Um, however, it was nice you know, to get a – as I said, a good first taste of golf. It was kind of cool to see the professionals carrying their own bags too. And yeah, Mike Shrieko said something like that. Um, and he was like, it's great to see. And it's like, I'm pretty sure 85% of golf rounds, either people carrying their own bag or in cards. Uh, I changed what I said. I don't say it was great to see. It was just kind of strange, like different, something different to see that, you know, they didn't have a caddy or just a little, little different. I didn't like it. I think they needed a caddy because they were all mic'd up or whatever. You could hear everything they were saying. And if they had a caddy, I think it would have been kind of cool. To, like, I want to hear him know, swear. Get, I don't think they let him swear. The yeah, Graham, I totally agree. Professional like, they'd have a bad shot and be like, shoot. It's DJ like, definitely – DJ is definitely – yeah, DJ is definitely the guy to drop a couple F-bombs around. I mean, that U.S. Open, you don't think he was dropping a couple? When they it was were a, telling him – but was it Matt Wolf that was making ball. fun of him about it or I mean, whatever? After talking to him? That was uh, – he right. was making fun of the PGA Championship when he ground his club in the so-called Matt bunker. Wolf is a that bum wasn't even really that. a bunker. An absolute goober. Um, Very unlikable. One other thing, too. <laughs> one other thing, too. Um, we realized that PGA golfers are human because they look so rusty after not playing for – two or three months. DJ even said that he hadn't played since the Players' Championship, which was pretty much two months ago. So it made me feel a little better that PJ Tour players aren't and I think perfect. I am now no golfers not looking really forward as much to the Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, paid man. I think that's going to be a just a crapshoot. Because I feel like Phil Mickelson is not there knocking him around. I I'm feel little, like he's I'm doing a little worried. his fireside chat somewhere working on his calves, not working on trying to get entertaining golf on TV. Well, and I'm pretty sure they're, I wouldn't be surprised if those guys are in, in their own golf cart too, which the whole interaction aspect is going to be not non-existent if that occurs, which will, I think the interaction is one of the things fans on that are going to watch or looking for is kind of some chirps between Phil and well, Tiger. They, they and don't that's do not that really happen like as that, much. Like, that's not a part of the golf game. Like NBA, it is. Uh, I think I think this match it would be because it's a little more hyped up and there's more celebrities involved. I think there'd be a little more trash talk involved, especially two NFL like how you gonna trip Tom Brady? Like um, it, it's preposterous. Your oh, wife saw cool, it. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> he, he. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So that's not even a chirp. Um, it's like there's a a bunch really going there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tom Brady, you can't really make fun of that like guy. Like Peyton because like, oh, big forehead, buddy. It's like, oh, so. yeah, I haven't heard that. <laughs> yeah, I had, I, had, I was more entertained rings. watching German yeah. soccer. Highly recommend you guys go watch that. Did you watch that? We watched, watched the every single game that they had. Um, Don't they start at like uh, I was up at seven. Claudio Reyna, famous American soccer player. His kid, Gio, was Early playing riser. and uh, tore his hamstring in warm-ups. And so I thought like I kind of wasted that match, but it was still entertaining wow. soccer. Uh, Russia Dortmund beat FC Schalke 4 nothing. so I got to watch a bunch of goals and an absolute blowout. Uh, it was very entertaining. And then NASCAR's back. 
don't know if you guys cut any of that. I did not. I did not catch any of the NASCAR. I'd rather watch paint. I'd rather watch. I think that's an exaggeration, but I did not watch Kevin Harvick is back, and they killed it. I thought that was like probably the best put together sporting thing I've seen so far. Like that's obviously like the most normal, just because like they're all out there racing, you know, kind of doing their own thing. Well, yeah, the fans and the fans for NASCAR have no effect on the the outcome of the race or anything. So, not having fans probably isn't the worst thing in the world for them. Yeah, it was just kind of good because, you know, all those guys are, you know, usually really funny. You know, they had a good time with it. Um, it was good to be back. It was good. To, it was good to have like an actual like live sport event that would have been the same as it was before, essentially, just except for without fans sort of back on the TV. We're moving in the right direction. What, 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 what race was uh, it last week? They're racing at the Darlington, which they call the first super speedway. Okay. Um, it was a great course. I think it's in like North Carolina, I want to say. Maybe that South Carolina, like but North anyway, Carolina they had a great time with yeah. it. Uh, it was really competitive. There's a guy that spun out on the first lap. He clearly wasn't putting in the time. But, I mean, the same thing. I mean, the driver said they were rusty, which I feel like you don't want to be rusty driving anything at 200 miles an hour. But, you know, they sucked it up and went out there and started driving and put on a good show. Another thing I think we need to talk about here is the magnificent UFC event that went down on Saturday night. Uh, The main event of Alistair Overeem versus, oh, man. Uh, The American guy? Yep. 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 Overeem from, I think it was the Netherlands versus Walt Harris in the main event. Um, as you. Big upset. Uh, to a certain call, extent. Yeah. I mean, it was a fairly, fairly, fairly. The man who was not favored lost or the man that was not favored won though. Harvard, yes, that's he? correct. Um, as you were probably aware of, we had a lot riding on that, didn't we? Uh, we did. We really did. You know, that was, I think that that's that made my week, even though the Wi-Fi connection to watch that game was a little choppy. But or watch that, they got to work on that. That's for sure. Ended up uh, winning that one. There, it was just slowing down enough for us to try to understand the uh, technique that the UFC fighters are using. They wanted that could us to be understand, it, but it, I don't think it is. Who knows? I think we're gonna need. To, I think we're. I think we're gonna need uh, to memorize their technique for when these NFL players start hunting yeah. us down the streets because so. they're bored. I think. I think specifically me. <laughs> because, well, because I think they specifically have me because my hot take is angering them. Kirk Cousins will be on. The I'm sure I could find Ben Barch from St. John's, and we could see how bored he is. We'll just put him in a room with George and play the tape, and we'll see what happens. Oh, geez. Um, well, I guess we can move into a new topic that we started last week that I and I think Graham can agree is might be overtaking our list topic as my new favorite topic. I think we'll that see. is listeners mail. Sorry, continue. Sorry, sorry. Continue, continue, continue. <laughs> and that is listeners mail with. Goalie. So, goalie, who do you have? Uh, I have a uh, girl from Iowa. She uh, sent in a letter. Um, again, wonderful. These people, I I don't know how they get a hold of me, but uh, they they send in letters. So, the title of this is pretty national show. Last week's Colorado, right? Colorado with an East Coast twist. So, uh, this one, the title of it. My mom all over the place. Before you know it, we'll be in Providence, Rhode Island. Easy, buddy. I think Providence, right. Rhode Island. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. So the title of this is oh, kind of this might this is the Sam Goley summary. My mom believes in every conspiracy theory possible and is getting on my nerves. Hey guys, yes, yes, yes. That's the title. Hey guys, longtime fan of the show. I'm in a serious dilemma right now, and I need some help. I think we can do that, right, guys? We yeah, I would help we helped so. our yeah. I, I, last week, she didn't we? follow up with another letter. Did we ever get an update? Yeah, on that's that? why no? I was curious. I want to hear an update. We may get one next um, week. We may get one next from week. Last week, you don't have one. We'll start though. with a bit of background. Okay. My mom was a local okay. dentist and seemed pretty normal Continue. to me until a while before the quarantine started. Basically, she never had to do 
with such conspiracies before, or at least she didn't voice them. Now that everyone is crazy about theories because of the coronavirus outbreak, she allows herself to post about them a lot. My entire feed is full of them, and I'm tired about hearing about them around the house. The kind of thing she believes in, 5G caused the coronavirus. Everything related to 5G is bad for us. Flu vaccines are going to kill us or make us all sick. And how Bill Gates wants to kill us with all of his vaccines. And she does the essential oils thing. This sounds like a mess. Honestly, I thought she wasn't serious about it. But things got even worse when they installed some kind of scanners for our temperature in front of the store that we go to to make sure that they avoid sick visitors. Um, We had the lockdown lift up a bit and she came up with whatever theory about 5G Corona and those scanners. I think she's going insane. She's been sharing videos of weird Bill Gates speeches, articles about every theory she believes in, and she controls my life around these theories and everything she believes in. For example, she bought from whatever sketchy site some kind of stickers so that radiation from my phone won't be way too much. She thinks the radiation will rearrange my cells. I am serious. She buys many, many, many useless things, and I'm not in my power to stop her. It's her money. I am sorry this post might not be coherent enough because I am really worried, or this letter, but I'm really, really worried for her health right now. I'm also ashamed because of her beliefs, and she shares it with all of her friends and my friends. Any help on this or advice would be great. Sincerely, Sarah from Iowa. Guys, what do we think? Wow. That right. was a little well, more You know what? Whoever writes in letters, they, they need help. My first thought was... We're here to help. I was surprised that those are conspiracy theories. I'd just been kind of operating with that. Bill Gates was trying to kill us with the vaccines. That's why I kind of lit up my feed. You guys stumped on this one? Yeah, I'm a little... This one might be a little over old George's head. Um, All I can say is that I one time watched a, a video on YouTube. It was uh, when Bill Gates was on the Ellen show. And uh, it was one of those things where you have to throw this like little ball in a, in a hole and he gets like three times and gets in there. Everyone gets free something in the crowd. And he was, I could tell, trying at best not to make it in the hole. So if that means anything that he doesn't really care about others, then maybe that has something to do with the fact that he is not really trying to help us find a vaccine to cure this coronavirus could not really care about people and only really cares about himself. So I think mom's on Facebook is pretty unstoppable though. It'd be hard to tell me anything else. That's where I get my news. I, I was unaware of the fact that, 5G was causing you know maybe so that can circle back is that's why all these NFLers world. are snapping. They got the CTE and the 5G has been drilling into their head. I think that's we're making we're making connections here, doing stuff with their brother, right? Robin why they're going on a rampages. Yeah, I, 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 this yeah. kind of over our head. I kind of agree <laughs> the same thing. She thought must this, thought this is definitely above our pay grade. Yeah, I think she definitely thought that we were a little smarter than we sounded like. Um, I think our advice on our listeners' mail for last week was so great that she thought we could help her with something as big as this. I think and you got I'm it. Sorry, but I think we kind of out. I think that's kind of kind of the deal. Conclusion, I think, get rid of your mom. I agree. Fine. All right, I think that's the Have common, her hang around some decision. NFL players, and your problem will disappear. <laughs> yep. And then you'll be set. Yep. You will have no more issues. I think I'm good with moving on. <laughs> Just start on hanging around that. NFL players, that's and perfect. your problem will go away. Yep. I think we're good to go. All right. So should we move into our lists for the week? Does that sound great to everyone, or has anyone else got anything to offer? Let's, go to the, let's, let's get away from this segment. <laughs> <laughs> um, goalie, why don't you introduce our so list? So I have our for, list is list top for the five week. greatest coaches of Minnesota teams. 
And uh, at number five, right. I have uh, start Glenn off Sonmore. He coached the University of Minnesota hockey team to a couple national title runner-ups. I coached the North Stars, their first appearance in the Stanley Cup finals. State of hockey, pretty important to do that. And he is known for going into the stands and fighting people that would throw stuff at his players. So he stuck up for his players for sure. That's right. George? Sneaker no, or Graham. Right Graham then George. Graham? Uh, why don't we have Graham go? All right. All right. I'll go. I'll go. Don't worry. All right. At number five, I have the legendary Bud Grant. Um, you know, I obviously we weren't alive for any of his coaching days, but um, from everything I've seen, everything I've heard, he's easily the most legendary Vikings coach ever. Um, and when people think Vikings football head coach, that's for sure. Think that, Grant. Right. Solid pick. Good one. Good one to start off with. Um, so for my number five, I have guy from Graceland, Minnesota, led the Twins to two World wow. Series titles. I have Blue Tom Blood Kelly pick. at my number five. Mm. The only two World Series that the Twins have won, he led them to. That's your number so, five. We're going to have a good list. Uh, my number four, also Bud Grant, uh, famous for his garage sale, but I think he sold too much because I think the last time he was honored at halftime, he only had like a short sleeve shirt on. It was like negative 50. So someone's, someone's got to fix that wide left game. I remember that. I think that was the, uh, I think that was the, yeah, Bud's I, a yeah, style. That's the, for sure. And he coached the, the CFL game. too. He was, and a I think he was drafted in the, in the, into the NBA cups. too. Just a stellar guy. He's a player. That's a great. He's pick. just an all-around. He's an all-around star. He is. He is right, what they call a beauty. All right, number four, I have Cheryl Reeve, head mm, coach of four ranks, Minnesota Lynx. Great pick. Everyone else four. combined. Exactly. She has four rings, which is more than any. That's exactly right. At least on, on uh, our, no, no, no. That's not right with my. Um, all right, George. Not on uh, my list. Up. Not on my list, but okay. Four. All right, well. So at my number five, um, I have a guy who took one of our – It's number four, George. Oh, I'm so bad at counting. Um, <laughs> number four, I have a guy who took a team, one of our big sports teams, from being pretty much non-existent – back to relevant and that's the Minnesota Timberwolves and I have Flip Saunders as my number four he took the team in the late 90s with Kevin Garnett and a young Stephon Marbury back into the playoffs for the first time in franchise history led him to their first Western Conference Finals in 04 and really made the team somewhat relevant in the Western Conference until after he left where they went back to being terrible for 14 Still years. pretty garbage. Um, and now his son, of course, is... Yeah, his... But, I mean, he took a team that was pretty garbage and made them pretty good for a while, and then once he left, they went back to being garbage. So it just shows how good of a coach he truly was. So that's why I have him at number four. That's a good pick. Uh, my number three, I got uh, John Kundla, who at least on my list has the most championships. I coached the University of St. Thomas for a couple seasons, and then he moved to coach the uh, Minneapolis Lakers to, I think, six NBA championships. And, you know, that was the first dynasty in the NBA that he led to, or, or that pretty much the NBA had had before they'd moved to Los Angeles. So with six NBA titles, I have John Kundla at three. My number three, I have Graham. Graham. Accomplished, you know, the final goal of winning the championship. I mean, it 
without Flip Saunders and Rolls fan base. Not that there is hey, one hey, that's Graham. really big. Yeah, Graham, I don't mean to interrupt do you. For a do you want to redo your number three? You kind of had some technical difficult difficulties. So, so for technical our listeners, you want to restart your number three? All right. So at number three, I have Flip Saunders. Uh, as George mentioned, because he made basketball relevant to Minnesota, I don't think there'd be a passionate following for the Timberwolves if it weren't for him. Uh, the the duo of him and Kemmer Garnett were kind of the staple of Minnesota basketball for a while, so I have met three. My number three, already mentioned, Cheryl Reeve, four-time WWE champion, made another – I mean, made the links – relevant in WNBA sports and you could also maybe say that made basketball relevant again in for sure Minnesota due to the success of the Lynx she won four titles in seven years now that's pretty impressive that's like Alabama football right right there so it's a good pick Uh, mine's already been mentioned but number two I got TK Tom Kelly he went to the playoffs twice his entire managerial career, but he won the World Series both times, and that that's that's being a game day coach right there. One of the I think probably the best skipper Minnesota's had by far. There's a reason his numbers retired. That was yep. That was the only time they made the playoffs, he made the playoffs twice. Won the World Series career. both times. That's like Michael Jordan. Yep, and really? missed it every other year. Wow! Wow! That is that is crazy. Okay, I didn't never I did not All know right, that. All right, uh, my number two Good number is two. also Tom Kelly. Um, for basically the same exact reasons, you know, he's got a hundred percent success rate in the playoffs, and it's pretty much the only time the Twins have ever been truly successful. So Tom Kelly number two. My number two is a personal favorite between goalie and I. Um, he coached the greatest miracle in all of hockey and is a three-time NCAA champion coach for the Minnesota Gophers. Herb Brooks. That's a blue blood pick two. right there. Uh, my honorable mention is uh, honorable mentions now? manager Billy Martin. Billy Martin was a close friend of mine. Um Managed the Twins for one famous year. They didn't give him enough time. He managed managed a couple other teams, but uh, he wanted to manage Twins, and they, they took it from him. So that's my honorable mention. I got a story about it if you guys want to hear. I would love to. Yeah, well, anyway, like I said, you know, Billy Martin, good friend of mine. Um, he managed in Texas for a year. He did such a good job. They gave him a brand-new rifle, and he was a big hunter, and, you know, I'm a big hunter. So I told him, you know, I know a guy that owns a ranch, you know, down there in Texas. He's a doctor. Uh, he was a friend of my dad's. I'm pretty sure he let us go, you know, deer hunting on his ranch. And Billy was like, yeah, that's fine. You know, I just want to go hunting with my new rifle. Um, so Billy and I, we drove down to the ranch, and I told him I'd go knock on the door, see if he'll let us hunt. I told him to go wait in the car. Um, Billy stayed in the car, went up, doctor answered. He says, hey, Sam, what are you doing down here? I'm like, you know, I got – Billy Martin, he's the manager of the Texas Rangers. Uh, he's, we're we're kind of hoping we can, uh, you know, maybe go hunt on your ranch. He's like, sure, but uh, tell you what, we got kind of this old mule over there. And uh, I, I need to get rid of it, but, you know, I, I want the kids to think, you know, I didn't kill him. So if you could just go, you know, shoot, shoot my mule, that, that'd be really doing me a favor. You know, the kids are, you know, kind of attached to it and, you know, just, just, it, it'd be a big favor for me. And I was like, I don't know. And then, then I agreed to it. Went back to the car. And I said, uh, kind of pretended I was all pissed off. And I'm like, hey, Billy, g- give me my rifle. And Billy was like, why, what? And I'm like, you know, we, we drove down here four hours to go deer hunt. The guy says we can't go. I'm going to go shoot his mule. I, I'm tired of this. And Billy was like, Sam, you, you, you can't, you can't do that. That's just not right. And I'm like, Billy, just give me the rifle. I ran to the barn. Billy followed me. Bam. Shot the mule. Dropped in. I turn around. I can't see Billy. And then a ways in the distance, I hear, bam, bam, bam. And I started yelling. I'm like, Billy, what are you doing? 
And he goes, I got three of his cows. And so then we had to apologize. And it was kind of a big disaster and had to pay $800 for all the cows. And that's my Billy Mard story. I don't know if that story's ever been told before. But uh, Billy, yeah, he's a, he's a stud. Sounds like a great guy. Yeah, he stuck up for his players. I want to. I don't know. I want to meet this guy. I haven't talked to him a long time. Story. That's my honorable mention. That's a long honorable mention. But that's okay. So that is your honorable mention. I think he's he might be one of my honorable mentions just for that story. It's again. I don't know if that story has been told before. Well, here it is. Here it is. Heard it here first. Exactly. Just like everything else on the show, right? All right, so I have, well, I guess three honorable mentions now. I have Billy Martin, uh, I, and then I have Ron Gardenhire, Gardy. Uh, I think you won one playoff game. He should not be an honorable mention. I have mention, him as an honorable okay. mention just because Yeah, he, he, he was the manager when I was growing up, and I went to a lot of Twins games growing up. So whenever I think of Twins baseball, whenever I think of Twins baseball coaches, my mind goes to him, not necessarily for the success, but just for the memories. That's, That's okay. Sad. Sorry. Okay. The fact that the twins are in your mind are remembered by Ron Garner means that, that just That's the twins sad. didn't do enough for you, I guess. Well, I mean, up, I'm, okay, I'm not basing continue. it off success. I'm basing it off of memories of being at the games and watching. Yo, he's not on the list. Out. I'll defend Graham a little bit. Honorable mention. So, so you, so, so true, true. Um, all I want to say is three words New York Yankees pretty much um, described Ron Gardner's career. Fair. So, but yes, again, it all is right. an honorable mention. And then my last honorable mention is a well renowned basketball coach here in the Twin Cities, Red Schoberg. Um, he's very well known. Oh, uh, did I? Well, great mind took mine. Up. Assistant coach on a couple of uh, state championship games, I think. I think that's right. Um, he's also very well known for uh, hardening the personalities of many young middle school and uh, underclassmen high schoolers uh, through various sports. Known for his uh, quick wits and also. Uh, the occasional lashing out, but he's one of my honorable mentions. Um, so for my honorable mentions, I have a couple. So How first, is that Bud Grant, he unfortunately did not make my list, but he would, like, was a great coach. I, he never won a big. I mean, he he's was good in the Canadian still like football. 10% of all sorry that he. <laughs> okay, Bud Grant's sorry. a coach. <laughs> Anyways, I have Bud Grant as an honorable mention. He would have made a top 10 list, but just honorable mention. Um, Scott Applebaum, due to the fact that I probably wouldn't have and played varsity two basketball. Two-year reigning state baseball champion. So I have him to as an honorable day, mention. still champion. Exactly. Honestly, I almost had him on my list over Bud Grant, to be honest with you, but that's – not really. Okay, never mind. But then at another honorable mention, <laughs> I had Red Schoberg as well. Um, made freshman basketball. I can't believe we had Red Schoberg twice. I'm kind of glad I didn't pick him. I said, of course. He deserves it. Red Schoberg might have been overall the best basketball coach. I hated it during the time, but looking back, he made a huge difference on basketball for me as a freshman. So that's why he's I have like the gift keeps on mentioned. giving. His impact will never be diminished. He's a guy too. He's a guy too that knows that he makes an impact too. He knows that he's a hard ass, but he knows that after the fact, everyone loves him. Type of <laughs> Good thing. for him. It's a tough love type of thing. Um, so goalie, oh, why Cheryl don't you uh, give us your number one? Has to be most successful coach in Minnesota in 1960 to present. Four titles, seven years. See, mine will disagree with that, but we'll get to that. All right, Graham, so your number one. one is uh, goalie favorite Herb Brooks. It's too high. 
See, that is just a, a typical number one answer right there. But that's fine. My list is fine. thrown into I cannot the garbage believe... right now by both of you. A lot with your list. Herb Brooks, I mean, that's a typical number one. I, I can't disagree or agree with that, really. I had him at number two, of course. But my guy, the fact that you guys did not have this guy on your list, especially I'm surprised that Sam Goley did not have this guy on his list and is arguing that Cheryl Reeve is the most successful coach in Minnesota since 1960 will also adhere to this coach. John Gagley-Arty, four-time national champion and has the most wins of any coach in college football history. How can you say he is not on your top five coaches in Minnesota sports? Because he's a bum. That is an absolute bum. Horrible. Come on. Go, John. Historic? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you give me 60 years, I think I could get – a, a decent number of wins. That's a good argument, though. I will have to agree with that. However, he has the most wins of any college coach in history and was durable enough to last as long as he did. So, And I think he was the first guy to pretty much – or first guy to have double numbers on a college football team, too, because he had so many people on his team. But – um, so yeah, that concludes our lists for the week. Um, why don't we move into our final topic, book of the week? So Graham, what is your All book right. well, of the week? I decided to go for a little more philosophical uh, option here. My book of the week is the Bible. That's the second time the Bible has appeared, and I'll tell you why. Yep, I was gonna say you We're must have missed our first apparently big Bible people. But, that doesn't change anything here because the Bible uh, always provides some direction and hope for people. Um, and I think that right now, you know, it's kind of important to have some sort of hope because with our current situation, there's not a lot of it. So the Bible for the book of the week. That. Well, he really just took one from the greatest form of flattery, if you ask me. All right. Uh, my book of the week is uh, Decision Points by George W. Bush. Um, it's the book I always say I've read when I'm in a job interview. And I've never actually read it. But if you say that you've read it, I've found that nobody else has read it. And so they won't ask you questions about it. So it's a slash. It's a good book slash good book to say in an interview. That's my that's my book, Decision Points, George Bush. My book of the week, um, I decided to choose this book after it was supposed to be the PGA Championship this weekend and made me kind of think about how much I missed golf and the golf majors. The fact that we were supposed to have gone through, you can maybe even argue, three type of majors, um, if you include the players in that argument, but really only two, the Masters and PGA Championship. So I chose one of my favorite books um, by my favorite author, John Feinstein, The Majors, which dives into the 1998 golf majors of the year and then gives kind of backgrounds on players that were involved in each major that year and gives them kind of their own backstory. It's kind of like a documentary or um, biography book about multiple golfers all into one. So I really enjoy biographies and that's, why I decided to choose that one. So, um, before we conclude, Graham, who kind of I will go look Twitter, right now, but I think as of week? yes, gained six. Oh, someone unfollowed us. I don't know who that was. But that's pretty rude. It's a bunch of bullcrap. He has me. I don't know what we did to deserve that, but somebody unfollowed us. Probably following a different... However, uh, we are at a... I think we're forming a good base right now, uh, ready to expand pretty soon. We got about five followers right now. I know it was six earlier. I'm just not sure who the sixth person was. We will uh, find you. Find a, we're going to have to find out. We are going to find an NFL player. We are finding your house. And when we we're find, find you. the most bored NFL player, and they will find you. 
No, we're going to have running back Amir Abdullah. We're, I um, think he's in town. And we're going to send him to your house. And I, I know he's bored. I know he's bored. He has to be bored. That is disappointing, but we we're hoping to get a little more Twitter activity. I know we've been how many favorites a lot of are we got to be. App. I think it went up the last two weeks, especially with a great episode last week. We're up also, there. We're up there. I, I think, think we're, we had we, we're we probably got about twenties last new week. Ones this week um, I'd say. Our episode. I agree. I agree. I'm pretty sure episode two we kind of we went down a little bit. Three brought us back a little bit. Three was a pretty big episode. So hopefully, this one kind of keeps us steady throughout the way so with that oh i want to thank you guys again for joining uh the pod mn um, app people listening if you're listening please add us to your site i don't know how we're not on that yet if apples to apples is on there i think we should be on there i mean it's a bunch of bunch of hogwash that we're not on there hey apples to apples is a great is a great family podcast have nothing against them so we're just hoping to be somewhat relevant like them. So, um, with that, thank the app for allowing us to deliver this podcast to you guys on this Monday evening. Goalie, our sponsors, um, remind us to do those. Corona Extra, um, Pizza Hut, nobody out pizzas the hut, and uh, Geico. Fifteen minutes can save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Thank you, George. Sounds like uh, we're using similar uh, sponsors as NFL on Fox, but okay. Um, they have a great program of their own. So, And, and again, before we end, uh, please follow our Twitter. We know we have a big fan base. I think we, we – I mean, from the watching the app, we know this. So hit us up on Twitter, at AfterDarkGGG, and please – Send us any questions. We'd love to answer them on our yeah, show, we need especially some under the, the letters, the letters, listeners mail after, <laughs> after this week's really tragic listeners mail. So Graham and uh, goalie, thanks for coming out tonight. Um, 